Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. Steven. Chris. What? Chris Norris. Chris Norris. Look at that. Steak Mountain. Steak Mountain. Um, he, sells, me? he sells stuff online. And he makes the best watches ever. I don't sell Which, by the way, online. okay, so so you gave me the watch, which yes. is beyond kind of you. It was my last uh, one. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. And they're so. never going to be made again after dude sells them all out. Okay. So the watch. Vannon watches. Vannon watches. You need to buy one before they're out. And it's and the watch is black with white lettering and black hands. So you can't read what time it is. And it yeah, says. It's a watch. It's fuck, a watch. Fuck, fuck a watch. And it says, I probably hate you. I probably hate you. Uh, my wife immediately appropriated that. Oh, yeah. I, and, yeah. I did see that. Actually, and when yeah. she works On festivals. Uh, music festivals, mm-hmm. that's what she wears. As she should. That's exactly what she every every time she Yo, because fuck a, fuck a <laughs> professional obligation like having to fucking be at a fucking music festival. Oh, God. Dude. I mean, it's all fests now. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, they, they also make the watching... You caught Jonah texting? Sorry, I was trying to look up some information about our guest. Oh, yeah. Um, they also make the watch in white. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not know that. That was a limited edition. <gasps> super oh. limited. Um, and those actually sold out pretty quickly. He only made really? 50 of them. They were white. Um, he, he, at first, I actually originally wanted to do it white, mm-hmm. but he was scared because a white hate watch. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Look and so, um, so he, he was more afraid of how I'd probably handle it publicly poor jokes and inappropriate behavior online with it yeah. so he went with black first and then we did white and the white sold out pretty quickly and his big thing was that white watches of that kind of plasticky kind of rubber thing get dirty really easily and i was like who fucking who, who cares um so they do um but after this run they're all gone that's it that's a beautiful thing yeah I, it is I, a beautiful I, thing it, i was surprised they they sold but then i wasn't surprised because it is a corny sentiment and people love corny sentiments it's well it's honest it is and it it started with a, a scarf and it's scarfs i probably hate you scarfs yeah they were for i had an art show in london in in april of uh, 2012 and they wanted to do something that was related to the art show but they didn't want to do a book and they want to do a, an item and i was like i don't have anything and i I'd, I'd had this I'd said I probably hate you on every piece of social media I've ever had since social media became a thing and I had to have it, which is fucking regrettable, but that's a different conversation. Um, and I was like, oh, what about I probably hate you scarves, like fucking rugby scarves? And their dicks got hard 
and they got super excited and they made them and then they still actually have them. Um, I don't see any money from that. I want to start some anti-social media. I mean, seems like the next level, right? Well, then it's anti-social media is, is, um, here's the anti-social media. It's actually what, what I do often is I post something and then I delete it. (laughs) I think anti-social media by nature would be the opposite of regular social media and that it would be very positive. Because social media is just Not a giant positive. breach of negativity. So anti-social media would probably end up being very empowering and, you know, delivering love and compassion. But maybe then people would just think you were a sponsored ad. Yeah. All the time. And now there's ad blockers. And now you can buy, now you can buy something to block an ad on your phone or your computer. And It might be worth it. And it's weird. No, it might be worth it because... Paying money to, to block something that's trying to sell you something. I don't know though. At this point, I just feel like it's so. You just, I don't, don't even care. Like I just tune it out. Like it's like it's gonna be fifteen seconds. I'm like, okay, my brain's just gonna like check out, and then I can watch whatever some guy arguing with the TSA, which is basically all I watch <laughs> on YouTube. But what what about um, on something like Instagram? My biggest problem is is that when I do go on a, a tear of liking things on Instagram, which I do very 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 infrequently, but I'm like 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 like, and then you start getting into that zone where you're just like double tapping everything, and then you double tap a fucking ad for like penguin clothes or whatever. I feel bad often. I go, oh no 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 no, unlike, I don't want people to think I like penguin or mcdonald's but or i never i never think about Toyota. the fact that people can see what i liked because i never look i'm like I'm not i would like, never look i'm like but, i never wonder what fucking like this guy I went to high school with is what his idiot friends are doing like you would think but some people do look some people do look see, I, think, people, I find instagram and i've mentioned this many times confusing it's awful and well you're not on instagram stupid. i don't do it because i don't understand why am i staring at people's pictures yeah. when i could read something on twitter that has a picture mm-hmm. and see it if I need to or read the headline, which is what I want. I use it mostly for news. Yeah, that's the thing I was like telling my wife is that like I've so I just I hate ha- I hate having to have social media. I don't have a Chris Norris social media. Mm-hmm. I have just Steak Mountain. And it's like one of those things where you just think like, oh, I guess it's good for business, but I, I, I find it awful all the time. So any, I've basically deleted almost everything that's on my Instagram, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just have a quote about being a failure. There's that that's weird, like there's that, hey, yeah. <laughs> but Twitter is awesome because of news. It is a news that's, source. That's what I like about it. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like, you know, the old, the old ticker, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Which, which I enjoy, but it's almost like it used to be your limited watches. Mm-hmm. What's limited was like, that was the cool thing yeah. about finding it. Like, um, uh, I don't remember that puss head toy that he would only sell when it was raining. Like that was the rule. <laughs> sure. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I like that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. make it hard. Yeah. And I like that. So it's, everyone goes crazy for Banksy. Don't know if he's on Twitter or I she. Th- I think he, he is. I think he is. They or are. There is a, there is a, Banksy. they are. Nah, fuck that. It's just some idiot fucking British douche <laughs> art school nerd fuck <laughs> who's not as funny as he thinks he is I was wondering when you were going to clock in good to have you I like his movie yeah oh I love the movie yeah movie's cool yeah but only because it's Mr. Brainwash which is also just <sighs> tripe there is nothing worse than street art actually other than tattoo artists but so Banksy <laughs> is <laughs> Joe and I had this We're conversation last week. We're going to do a lot of t of everything he fucking says. Joe and I had this conversation about tattoo artists last week, and I think that most tattoo artists are dumb, and I am smart, and I would never want anything on my body put on that's forever drawn or scarred into my body from somebody who is stupider than I. Just doesn't make any sense. Chris thinks they're basically like failed artists. Yeah, those who cannot do tattoo, which is kind <laughs> oh, of what wow, my motto for, for years. 
that doesn't mean that there's not talented guys and girls out there. Um, I just think, what a dumb culture. What a dumb culture. I just hate it. Anyways. Today on the podcast. Art. Yeah, today on the podcast, <laughs> we're uh, not going to talk about street art or what We're not going to talk about anything that... that- Sucks. We're going to talk about just awesome stuff. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, with Laura Stevenson and Jeff Rosenstock. Two of Beacons. our favorites. Two of Beacons our favorite, of positivity. Two of our favorite people. God, they're um, good people. Jeff yeah. just produced, Laura, Jeff and Laura were in the music industry together, and Jeff just produced Laura's fourth album, which is called Cocksure. But we think we may have renamed it Yesterday's Socks. Maybe. We'll That's see. That's a good name. Yeah, it is pretty good. And yeah. it comes out um, October 30th on Don Giovanni Records, and Laura is on tour for... Pretty long time, October fourteenth to November twenty first, with uh, Matt Pompier, who has also been on the podcast and who is a, a cool guy. I'm not sure actually if he's on all of these shows, but whatever, I think he is. Anyways, um, my parents love Laura Stevenson. Um, my sister loves Laura Stevenson. Everyone loves Laura. She's awesome. And Jeff has been on the podcast a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. great. Great he's part, dude. part of the family. And yeah. Chris has designed merch for Jeff. Yeah. Um, I was originally supposed to do uh, uh, the record. What's his record called? Uh-huh. Are we cool? It, it, it's, are we cool? I think are we so, cool? Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. I think it's are we cool. Sorry, Jeff. I forgot the name. Um, but cool. I, had a yeah. crisis of, I had a crisis of faith and I decided not to do it because I didn't think I was going to be doing any work. So I turned him down after I strung him along for you a did, couple months. But you did a t-shirt for him. That's but I ended up doing a t-shirt for him after I... Which is of, a really cool shirt. Thank you. Because he calls himself... he. We had a conversation that he he maybe sometimes finds it regrettable to be in a band after his name, so he's gone on to do shows called Death Rosenstock, <laughs> you know, and like change the name a little bit. Like just probably when they get on the mic at night, yeah, we're Death Rosenstock. Um, and then he said, "Can you do a Death Rosenstock shirt?" So awesome. I did, and I actually took this great still from. We're gonna start getting really obscure. Uh, from, from a an old French movie called The Nun. Okay. From the '60s by Jacques Rivette. I took a picture of... Uh, you didn't have to say anything after a, none. Yeah. You'd have been fine. The Nun. The Nun's great, and nobody can really find it because it's never been released here, but it's a really great movie if you could ever watch it. And it's based on some, like, 18th century book about a nun who gets pressured into a lesbian kind of affair with an older mother superior, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I took a picture of the woman in the movie, and I morphed it a little bit, and I turned it into a shirt for Jeff. Beautiful. Death Rosenstock. Right Let's on. listen to this podcast with... Laura Stevenson and Death Rosenstock. It's going on so let's start with Jeff. Why did you kick Chris out of Antarctica and hire Laura? He's dead to me. <laughs> you're, he's literally dead. You're, you're <laughs> mad really because sad. he's dead to me in the world. You didn't get invited to his wedding. And <laughs> I thought that was weird. Yeah, man, you know. It was a bold move. Chris yeah. is a shady dude. Yeah. You think you know who your friends are. Yeah, I, it's tough to make a list, though, you know? Yeah, right? I think you're on, like, the D list. Yeah, and that's where I want to be, you know? Less responsibility on the D list. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have a thought of, Trish and I both were like, ah, boy, we fucked up. And there's, like, some friends who aren't as close anymore because <sighs> we didn't end up inviting them. And we both didn't, like, she didn't invite one of her old friends for the same reason I didn't invite one of my old friends because they might have had a thing with someone else we were inviting. Um. Which, as an adult, you should say, well, that's between fucking them. I want everybody there. But still, we tried to play, well... You don't want anything happening. Yeah. You don't want a scene. Because we think people are less mature than they are, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Really Sometimes lame. people are, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, 
like one third of my invitations got lost in the mail. Like the we had a substitute mail carrier that day, and um, they delivered all of like a third of the invitations to the venue. Like they delivered it to the Warsaw where we were getting serious? married, um, which like we found out a week before the wedding. But and we contacted everybody, but that was a good way to like kind of lie and be like. So many invitations got lost in the mail. Like when I bump into somebody on the street, be like, "Ah, uh, they all got lost." I'm sorry. Like afterwards, <laughs> and it was really like, still some be present. Pretty true. <laughs> Mostly true. That is, I'm sure that's true. If you're one of Jess' friends listening, you probably got lost. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. It was the sub. Yeah. No, not your invitation. The but even, like other I mean, ones. I, I'm sure this. Even for a sub, that seems like you're still a mail carrier. It seems like. Yeah, he, it's a bad yes. job that he did. Like this guy's not- a lot of friends who live at a venue. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and how about the how about the venue who like they were awesome but it was great. But like, you know, let me know that this is. <laughs> right. They thought we were doing like some weird RSVP thing where you mail like your invitation back to the venue. <laughs> That's yeah. a poor assumption on anyone's yeah. part. Yeah, I it's a bad job all around. I do feel that like I used to make a bigger deal on my birthday, and now like I'd like hung out with four people for my birthday. Like I feel like as you get older, I just like don't care about stuff like that as much. I feel like in like ten years, I'm just not even going to celebrate it or something. Yeah, I have a weird thing where if anybody is this way, I'm sorry, but uh, when people make a big deal of their birthday and like have a huge thing, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Grow up. Literally a banner in my apartment that says happy birthday. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. How, how long has that banner been up for? Uh, since, so, since September. But it's Okay, like, that's not That dead. stuff's never coming down. Yeah. That's just kind of the vibe of our apartment. It's like, that's oh, we taped something to the wall. That'll, that'll stay. If you've been in Jess' apartment, you know that that wouldn't be that weird. Like, <laughs> that could apply to anybody. It looks really good. It's like when Kramer has the Merv Griffith stuff. Oh yeah, apartment. Yeah, that 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 should have been that the final straw of Seinfeld, where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna suspend the disbelief. Uh, weirdest thing I heard about Seinfeld. So you know, how Seinfeld got uh, syndicated forever. Like you'd see random channels being like, TBS has Seinfeld. They sped up every episode. Yeah. So they could tweak and send in more, send in like another commercial, but it was sped up so slightly. TBS fucking does that. They do that with their movies too. Really? I watch Stuck on You and it all the like part where it's the score. The um, Matt Damon, Jim Carrey thing? uh, Matt Damon, Greg Kinnear. Oh, Greg uh, Kinnear, yeah. Conjoined Twins movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Underrated movie. Pretty good movie. Uh, But like (laughs) all the part with the score, they just like, they speed up the score so it's fast. And then like when they're talking, sometimes they speed, they like speed up in the like the silence and it sucks. Like, like, isn't it crazy to think that like somebody made a movie or TV show and they're like, you know, it's not important with this at all? Pacing. We we once watched uh, Grease 2 was on like TBS and, and, and she was sick. And I was like, well, this is fun. We'll watch Grease 2. Amazing movie. And they they re they, they cut it so that it would be two hours instead of like the <laughs> seven, eight minutes. So they took a huge chunk, put the ending on and then they went back and finished it and then ended it again. <laughs> the same scene. And at that point, we were so committed to it. I'm like, well, I just have to see how this plays out. <laughs> now this is science. <laughs> wow. Just to squeeze in more ads or whatever. Nobody Grease 2, the great sequel. I saw Grease 2. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, yes. Yeah. Maxwell Caulfield destroyed his career. Hers? Not so much. I think I saw it once. I should probably go back Aiden's in. Met. It's, it's, it's like a cult 
classic deep it deep cult can't be too no- that was just one of those things <laughs> like you know in college you get you get nerdy about stupid shit with your friends <laughs> and ours was grease too mine was airborne did I talk about this the last time I was here? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't know, but you can talk about Airborne every time yeah. you're here, Laura. It's a really good movie. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Seth Green's dog. in it. No, Seth that's Green does as a makeover. Yeah, that's one makeover of my favorite montage. makeover scenes. I really love makeover montages, and I just it's made a music video with one. Right? Really, oh, it's well, he is a rollerblader. Well. No. He's a surfer. He's a surfer first in and California, foremost. California, but get this. <laughs> then he has to move to Cleveland, of all places. I have seen this movie a bunch of times. Because <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland's yeah. in it. Yes. And, people, and the like the the kids don't like his California what, vibe. Is, it, is, no, that, is Jack Black in that? Yes. Yeah. Jack Black is like yeah. the oh, crazy he's, boy. He's like, what do you mean, brah? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You call me brah? It's so good. There's a guy named Snake. <laughs> yeah. it's really, and then there's like the, the big so hill long. they have to go down. is called the Devil's Backbone. <laughs> awesome. It's really, really, really good. I love good. everything about this. You must see it. It's yeah. from start to finish. It's one of my favorites. I really, and every night I would watch it when I would come home. Not a lot of movies about <laughs> rollerblading. Yeah, not enough. That and Rad. Yeah. Is Rad rollerblading or bikes? Rollerblading and bikes. Skate? I think was Rad that the Christian Slater one? Yeah, that's gleaming oh. the, gleaming the cube. cube, right? Uh, the movie I got really into in college was The Cable Guy. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. I had a friend who was into it. And I saw it in the theater and I was like, eh, whatever. And then she's like, no, you have to watch it again. And then I watched it like every week, and it just got more and more <laughs> incredible. Mm-hmm. This is very good. I think I'm going to go to Medieval Times soon. Yeah, I I'm went to the one excited. in California, and then I went with a guy who used to work there, and I was like, you got to tell me some crazy shit. And he was like. One time a guy like had to jump off something and like broke his leg. One time a guy accidentally got like cut in the neck. But he was he was I think I've talked about this on the podcast the neck before. From a sword? Yeah. But Jesus. one time the guy was he was like he was like the knights are real assholes. Like he was like they're they, full of themselves. Yeah, he was like yeah. they're super egotistical because he like work concession or something. He's like the knights walk in, they think they're like seriously like knights. Like they're like <laughs> how is medieval times like, considered like cool and then carriage rides in Central Park people are assholes. Mm. Because the horses, I forgot there were horses. At yeah, times. so like, what are they, like, locked up in the parking garage? Yeah, probably. Then? I'm sure it's the same deal. Oh. I guess they work less hours, though, I think of that. per day, if you think they, about yeah. it. Yeah, and they get to run around when yeah, they're jousting. They're... Yeah, sometimes they get lanced. <laughs> yeah. Now, where do those horses go? They probably have a nice stable for them. Enjoy your I don't chicken. know, when you see Medieval Times, you see a stable on the side? <laughs> it's in yeah, the back. They... <laughs> <laughs> Like I was in, I was in Cape May a few weeks ago, and they have carriage rides, and we talk to the people. And like they said, oh, we have a farm. We take the horses back home every night to the farm. That's where they run. We're like, that's delightful. You know, that's cool. And then, in, and then I remember here in, in in Manhattan, up in Central Park, that remember Liam Neeson came out like in favor of it. Like, no, it's fine. They're horses. They pull things. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and people are like, Liam, no. <laughs> Rethink no your stance. Too, Liam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jeff had a joke this morning yeah. that he wanted to tell us. They wanted right. to tell did, me. And then I was like, we should save it for the podcast. Please. What did the criminal, the like mobster criminal guy, what did he say to the informant who was wearing a wire? What did he say? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Steven didn't like that one. No, I was still focusing on the setup. Uh, it was a little complicated, the setup. Yeah. But I, when I'm, when I'm worried about a joke, I try and make the setup take longer. I thought it was really good, Jeff. Like, I, yeah, I figured I'd be right up Yeah, it was. It 100% was. 
Like my kids love telling jokes, but they don't understand anything past setup. Yeah. So it becomes it becomes okay. Why? Knock knock. Who's there? Banana, banana, who? Banana that you open and splat, and you fell. Like, ah! <laughs> Those are the best kinds of jokes. Yeah. Your kids and I have that in common. <laughs> and then one, and then my daughter Emily like came up with I think a legitimate original joke. She's like, Dad, why don't bears wear socks? Why don't they wear socks? Because they have their feet. I was like, Oh my god, that's the most zen thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Whoa! I don't know. So they to... have their feet. Yeah, because they have their feet. They don't need socks. They have their feet. Oh. And I was like, maybe wow. we shouldn't be wearing socks either. I don't know, man. I'm taking mine off <laughs> immediately. I would, immediately. but come know. on. I slept in these. <laughs> um, <laughs> these so, are yesterday's socks. Hello. <laughs> so Laura, you have a new record that Jeff produced. I do. It's called Yesterday's Socks. Which <laughs> again, great title. It sounds like shit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. We we were trying to go for a bad sound on this one. Yeah. I think yeah. we really pulled it out. It's not easy these days. Uh, you'd be surprised. You know, you just <laughs> play shitty songs, record them poorly. Mm-hmm. The rest does itself. <laughs> So yeah, it's coming out October 30th. <laughs> Yesterday's. <laughs> That's true. Jeff, uh, what do you have to say about it? The record's actually called Cockshore. <laughs> and it comes uh. and uh, it's not bad. Not bad. No, I, I've, 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 heard it. I've heard it. It's not bad. It's not half bad. It's all bad. <laughs> oh. You could put that poll quote on the... Um, yeah. Could you? I've heard it. It's not bad. Put it on the, the marketing sticker. I'll tell my publicist. <laughs> that, that right there is like a wonderful review to be go like, yeah, okay, I'll listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds deceptive and honest. Yeah. It's like our Pitchfork review. <laughs> it's not bad just like yeah just like a bunch a bunch of stuff that just one like super personal dig and then a mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff you're like what the no let's not even talk about pitchfork okay guys pitchfork has always given my band really good reviews so i don't i don't know i mean yeah but at the end of the day there are people that listen to other music and say what they think yeah and uh, then people listen to that i've, re- I've read some stuff on that it's pretty brutal though yeah. i also don't feel like mostly it's music i don't care about yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, how many, how many fucking websites could you go to to find out about new music at this point? Well, I don't like, go it to seems any. Like there's not enough. Like, there's that exists in what stereo gum and I don't read any uh, reviews of albums. I really barely listen to records. I feel like you're the only person that that's like listen to this and then I go okay and then I listen but to d- it. But don't like, you feel like good. now I feel like it used to be like so hard to listen to music online sort of like yeah. when you had like a MySpace player and it never worked, but now I feel like by the time you read a review you could just like listen to a song and decide if you like it or not. Yeah, I kind of just at this point I don't feel like I read reviews as much as I like look at the like I'll look at Pitchfork it'll be like oh what five things are out today that right. I didn't know were things and just be like, oh shit. Laura Stevenson put out a new record. It's October 30th. Let's check this hey. out. Hey, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the name of the record. Stink- <laughs> Yesterday's song. Yesterday's oh, yesterday's song. song. <laughs> I was just thinking Stinkfoot. <laughs> Stinkfoot. Stinkfoot. You called your record Stinkfoot. That would have been good. That's too. I feel you're going to get like a message from Chris like, can I use that Yesterday's Sock? I want to call that my next record. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I think now people look at websites that review things the way they would look at reviews, where it's like, well, 
you know, you go to Rolling Stone, you pick the different reviewer, and now it's like the different website. Like, I, I'm a big AV Club fan. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I find out, and I'm like, that's, that's the only place <clears throat> I get any information is the AV Club. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with stuff, that. Though. No, they don't. I, re- I do reviews for them, and they have, they'll do, it depends on the week, but yeah, they don't have very many. And they do a lot of premieres and they stuff. They do a lot of like premieres them. and stuff, but they do review stuff, but they, yeah. I try to do reviews for them all the time, and they're always like, someone else has this, or we're not doing it. Like, they're really selective. That's cool. But, That's why um, it's good. Yeah. It is why it's good. I found um, a site the other day that reviews record reviews. <gasps> I like that. Because it was like, best, <clears throat> best Coast posted something. My God, Nirvana has been achieved. Best Coast found <laughs> There's like some review, I don't know if you guys saw this, where like this like college kid reviews this Best Coast show, and he's, he like talked about what their singer looked like a lot, and not that much about the music. He was basically like the singer looked great. The show was like kind of disappointing, and then she got super offended, and all these people started like piling on this like college kid who wrote it, calling him sexist. And then this guy was like, she retweeted this link where this guy's like, "Well, I reviewed this review on my site," and he basically like tears apart this guy's review like grammatically and like from like a logic standpoint. Oh, that is the only is his type name of review. Hero? I'll read. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, but I found he has this account where it's just he just reviews record reviews. Wow. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting idea, but then I was like, when, isn't it better just to make something than like spend all your energy just like critiquing other people's critiques of stuff? Or It needed well, to be done. Someone had to do it. Someone had to do it, but I don't think I could do it. I mean, but you spend a lot of your energy or at least some of your energy critiquing other people's y- stuff, you know? Yeah, What's the but difference? I, I agree, but I feel like I spent l- I've been like trying to do less. Like I used to do so many reviews and now I do like maybe one or two a month. I don't really like doing it anymore. Like I'd rather yeah. just like make I did it for so long and I it's not you know Writing what I mean? negative reviews isn't fun. No, it's not. It's just like, ugh. And I feel like I just got to the point where, like, everyone that, like, hated me when I worked at Alternative Press, like, <laughs> sort of, because I gave them a bad review once. It's just, like, it's like you can give people, like, positive reviews for, like, years, and the first time you write something, like, sort of negative, you're, like, they're so mad at you for so long. I feel like now, finally, like, people are, I'm, like, cool with people. At a, and I also feel like, I don't know, I just don't like doing it. it's hard to write about stuff you don't really care about like negative reviews are much easier to write than reviews where you're like this is okay Mm -hmm. like what do you do a review when you're like yeah this isn't good it's not bad that's the hardest to write yeah just describe the music objectively (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) which is like boring no it's like reading a book about a guy reading magazines yeah great book yeah Yes, man. Great book. Great book. Yes, man, too. Finally gets all those subscriptions. (laughs) The magazine years. (laughs) Yeah, I would rather just write a song at this point or write like an article or do something than like write about someone else's stuff and whether people should like it or not. Isn't that funny, the vicious circle? Because then once you do that, someone's going to review what you have written. Yeah. So that you could avoid writing a review. Yeah. It's crazy. Boom. But don't read it. And then it. you're going to read that and don't read it. Pinpoint on the one <laughs> thing that it. like f- that scratches that itch of self-loathing mm-hmm. inside you. You're like, "They fucking noticed that thing I hate about myself." I'm I quit. Terrible. I quit. <laughs> Do you guys feel like when you read review or you play a show like if like everyone's like, "That was great. Jeff Laura, you guys are great." And then like one person's like, "Eh, I didn't like this one thing." Like that's the thing you fixate on? Of course. No. Of course. I will not listen to praise <laughs> at all. And I only listen to like a 13 year old <laughs> writing on the internet like oh i liked her last record better she sucks now like she's over she's old I'm like ah 
<laughs> so you yeah, give that always... equal weight to any anything else? I would say yeah. it's not equal. I would give it more. hundred percent on like that side versus. Yeah, I like, and also like with this record, I I did a little bit. Like I read some of like the things where it's like just like the write up for like uh for like a song premiere or something. I read those, and I told myself I wasn't even going to read a stitch uh, of anything that was written about this record because I don't want to fixate. So now. I'm saying it live here on the airwaves. I'm not going to read any reviews of this record. Really? And if I do, punch me in the stomach. We'll be right Anybody. back. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but they're right there. Wallop I don't me right in the it. old gut. I don't believe it. You can't escape no, it, unless you, it unless you stop calling people. That's the funny thing is like there's, there's with the way technology is, there's no way to escape like immediate anything because, you know, it's like. I've not come to the point where waiting in line at the grocery store is really not a problem because I have things to do. I can look at my phone yeah. and tweak through it, you know, and then you're going to be like, Lord, oh, I got too late. Reddit, you know, I'm not going to do it. I hope not. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Because he gives a shit. I do. Mm. Big time. I give so many shits. Really? Every shit I give it. <laughs> Which is funny because I don't feel like you make music. You, you're not catering to your audience. You're no, making I, the music you want to I'm make afraid is what of, it seems like. Is that like, yeah. you and know, then, so is it funny that like that. you give a shit about like <laughs> what, like you see it and you're bummed out? Cause it's like, it's not going to affect what you do. Yeah. I'm going to uh, keep writing the same songs. You're like, okay, I'll try harder next time. But like, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I do. I just am going to feel bad if people don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The end. <laughs> Tyler, next recommend is fuck them. <laughs> My parents recently saw Laura Stevenson perform in and they Cleveland, were blown away, and they loved it. It was so nice to see them. They were so sweet. They, they were, were really kind. And I did they tell you or did I tell you I did something weird that night? You sort of told me, but you should you should define. You should tell us again. I did something weird. This is like something I don't normally do. I I broke the fourth wall. Fourth wall? Fourth meal. I broke, broke fourth. <laughs> I you went a, to fifth meal. I ate a, a lot meal. of Taco Bell on stage. <laughs> Feed the beat. It was like performance com. art. Yeah. Two sponsored artists. <laughs> <laughs> Free Taco Bell. I get a lot of Bell Bucks. So I just thought I'd cash them in and eat get them at some, the grog shop. Yeah. Just eat them right on stage at the grog. Sell them at the merch table for like four bucks each. Whoa. We you go. were eating while performing? No, yeah. What, what really? <laughs> I was happened, emotionally Laura? eating. Because um, <laughs> I, I totally back that. <laughs> Jonah wants to know. So um, <laughs> right, we're going off track. Can you move that mouth? Just Very yes. good. Oh, yeah, Very. Can you even hear it? Can you hear our high five? Nice. I'm trying to make that even Slap. softer than the last one. <laughs> um, okay, so I was on stage, you know, doing my thing, you know, jamming up there uh, for all the people that didn't want to see me because it wasn't my show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're with who are you playing? I was with? playing with the Fleece Brothers. Okay, um, and they live up by us. Actually, we live in their old house, or we don't anymore. We moved out. They're they're really good. They're yeah. they're like uh, I heard their music is warm. It's very warm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Gotcha. I don't get it, guys. Fleece I, Brothers have warm music. Oh. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at first either. <laughs> and I was like thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, it is warm. It's like really folksy. Uh, that's what I was like. I was like, do these are a lot of tube amps? Is that like yeah. a... <laughs> the full They record brothers. everything in like a preheated room. <laughs> so it's like 80, 85 degrees. That's room. really nice. Yeah, you know, your fingers up. move faster when they're not cold. As a producer, you have to know these yeah. things. <laughs> 
this guy's good. Uh, so anyway, I was up there, you know, uh, just plucking away, just singing, you know, doing what I do. And there was this woman. No one was watching me. Maybe a few. Your parents were. Which is very nice. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Bear. Um, but anyway, th- this is a really slow going story, huh? I like it. I, like I love it. every second of it. Ooh, I had a lot of coffee. My heart's really going. To the opposite. I feel like my body is moving so fast through, and and then time's going really slow. You forget that stump town <laughs> is there's like a coffee right and you're here. just drinking it. I've had this it's, effect. It is. It's like a psychedelic. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. All right. <laughs> stump town. If you ever want to sponsor our show, we're talking about you. Is, so huh? I feel like every time I come here and I drink all this coffee because it's so concentrated, I was like, <gasps> yeah. I'm Let's, I'm down here. I know. Uh, I'm pretty, you know, you, I'm pretty sensitive you have a lot to, to go. caffeine. Anyway, so I was up there, you know, you up know. on the stage playing for Jonah's parents and uh, <laughs> you know, singing my songs. Uh, and this, this one woman was talking to her friend. She was wasted. And they were standing in the very front, in, right in front of me. Like, kind of like, you know when someone's standing so close to the monitor that all you hear is them and not the monitor? Yeah. It was kind of one of those situations. And she was explaining, yelling over the monitor of a solo acoustic singer-songwriter on a stool yelling about the DTs, like explaining to her friend what the DTs were. Mm. And it, and she kept doing it. And her friend was like, what? It was crazy. So all I was doing was like listening to this <laughs> definition of the DTs by this very drunk woman. And I was really concerned or whatever. And uh, But then I just like called her out. And I was like really What specific. did you say? I was like, stop talking about the DTs. Stop explaining to your friend what the DTs are. If you want to do that, go over there. It sounds like a really serious conversation. And all I could do was <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> and after the show, and everybody was weird from then on out. And then after the show, I like <laughs> apologized to your parents. And they were like, it's fine. And then they were like, you were good. And they were nice. And then they left. And I felt like... I've seen, it might be that room. I've seen like a lot of weird moments like that at that club though. I saw, remember that guy, Badly Drawn Boy? Yes. Mm -hmm. I saw him there and he like threw a pint glass at someone and like (sighs) ran to the back. And then I saw, this was the most fucked up one. I saw, the British um, Beck did I saw Evan Dando play there when they did, when he did that Lemonheads record with um, Bill Stevenson. But, but no one from that band was there. I mean, it was just Evan Dando and some other guys. And his guitar tech, handed him a guitar, and he started playing it, and then just took the guitar off and threw it at the guitar tech. I was like, it's fucking out of tune. And then, like, the guy didn't have a tuner, so he had to put it back on and tune it himself. But, like, I've seen some really aggressive stuff happen there, like, physically. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You're vibe, nothing compared to Evan Dando or Badly Drawn Boy. Voodoo going what? on there. Yeah. It's the too close shop. to a Chipotle. This is the Grog like shop you're talking about? Yeah, the Grog. The Grog shop you know, is you, always like my favorite place. Did you guys say they embrace go? you? It used to be on the oh, other side of the on. street. I'm saying. Like, oh, you have yeah? That, you have that. Yeah. You can take on a crowd. Well, like. like Aggro? No, no. Like you have a persona that like brings it in. Look at me. Yeah. See? <laughs> Jeff, hey, thank you. Have you yeah. ever had to tell people to shut up at one of your shows? Or is it? Oh, constantly. Yeah. We, we, yeah. I mean, people tell us to shut up at our shows, though. <laughs> so it's a two way street. Do you have, you have you ever told someone when you're in the audience at a show to shut up, like another concert goer? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. 
You but I want know. to at every show. Wait, what, from the stage? No, no just like, like you're, you're next show. to someone who's like, oh. you're going to see the fucking Weaker Thans play their last show, and they're standing next to them, be like, yeah, man, so I went to college around here, and... and come to a show like, with me, or come to a fucking movie with me, and you'll see... Yeah, I have, to, you talk I, a lot? I have to tell everybody all the time. Trish won't go to movies with me anymore. Well, she hasn't because you shut people years. up. You, Everyone the, the, in the theater appreciates it. There have been some issues. Um, uh, <clears throat> Steven, you're a hero. No, no, you no, you should. We'll get Rusty in to tell his story about what he did to some poor guy. But um, I've just I remember some kid was talking in front of a movie, and I just took my jacket off and swung it over, <laughs> and just to make it look like it was I was going to hang it on the chair in front of me, but I just kind of clipped the back of the head. Like what? And I was like, quiet! <laughs> <laughs> Been doing it my whole life. It, nothing annoys the shit out of me. And then Did he because, try, because of this, reaction? I have children that when I'm watching something, why is that happening? What are they doing? I'm like, you have to watch it or otherwise you'll learn about infanticide. I don't think I, can do, I, don't think I could do it. Yeah. Well, Trish hard. hates it because she's like, someone's going to shoot you, which sadly nowadays is probably evident. I don't evident. know. Yeah. What, what's I always feel like way to do it. What is a play? Like, you go, shh. Or maybe and you then, could be like, then, don't listen. Yeah, but you know what's really good? Uh, stronger than, than anything is, you miss part of the movie, but it's a good stare. It's a good, just sharp over the left turn and just and just keep staring at them. And, uh, or people like on their phone or whatever, just tell them, say, cut it out. Yeah. You know, you're not rude, you're not aggressive, you just stop. I mean, they're probably just like a person like you who's just less self-aware and a dickhead. It also depends on the it's movie. Always a, it's always a couple. Yeah, it's always a couple. They're busy in love. And then I you're like, that. is this is yeah. this dude going to get all like alpha male with me? Be like, watch press. this. Yeah. He's like, I just want to watch Ant-Man. Well, if she's impressed by that, then they're both assholes. Yeah. I don't care. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't make the movie quieter. But then you're like, okay. <laughs> then I you can feel better about see, yourself. <laughs> I want to see the Lego movie. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And, and there she was. I was so glad she was there. Woman with the baby. It was great. Was it you at and your kids going to see the Lego movie? It was uh, 10 p.m. Really? Was it just you? It was, just, it was my brother and I. I, w- I saw it at night too. And yeah. like the second I got in, I was like, yeah, of course there's fucking kids here. It's a Lego movie. Yeah. What did I think I was getting But into? at 10 o'clock at night, that's just bad parenting. That's neglect. There's just bad parents out there. Yeah. Great movie, though. I saw... What's the Mel Gibson yeah. movie? Passion um, of the Christ. Lethal no. Weapon. Okay. It came out after Man Passion of the face. Christ. <sighs> no. Passion it was... Um, <laughs> it was... It was... Uh, they were, like, in Tim. South America. Or they're, like... They're, like, among the Mayans. Mad Max. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's called... I'm not a racist, but it's I speak a different language. Oh, yes. is that the movie that's in Esperanto? Yeah, no, that's the one with Shatter. No, this is the. Uh, I forget ja- the name of it. We're the Jaguar people. Everyone's in yeah, blue, but yeah, it's not yeah. Avatar. I know what you're talking and about. And then at the end, he's like on a boat and he has like a cross, and it's like, oh, we're saved by Christianity. It's really, it's a great film. <laughs> but <laughs> I saw that movie. Okay, I was really, I was really on weed. <laughs> <laughs> with my friend were you were you on weed and on weed or just... <laughs> we went to this movie i was on weed he was not <laughs> but he was late we were late. so we he... were very late anyway so we were like five minutes late for the movie so we get there it's the opening night of this movie and uh so it, it was in queens in in this huge movie theater there was only two seats and they were in the second row and it was not a good movie to see on weed and what uh movie I forget the name oh, of it. Is Mel Gibson? The Mel Gibson. Okay. Is this story also bad? I feel no, like the movie, time is moving so <laughs> <is> slow. Awesome. 
This is also an incredible setup. <laughs> I love this. I love this to death. Keep going. So anyway, we're late. Christ. He's always late for movies. It's a problem in our friendship. And uh, you're in Queens. There was a kid behind me. Okay, oh, that's shit. where I was going. All right, so, real little, and it was a really terrible scene of a woman like getting raped by all these people, and the little kid just goes, "What's happening to that lady?" Like a really little kid, like a four-year-old. And I'm like very much in my head already thinking about everything very fast, much like now. <laughs> uh, and I just started having a panic attack and I had to go to the bathroom and like cool out. And that, that's the end. What's cool about that kid's kids parents is if they can, if they can, if that kid's parents can think right now, they can feel the amount of hatred I have for them. Yeah. Like, like it can probably resonate over <laughs> Manhattan and the this. outer boroughs, how much I feel for them and how I hope their kid is taken away from them. They're make, well, it's, it's making it to Queens. They probably, Your hatred they is probably oozing. didn't know, right? I don't know How if do you they know what movies... Apocalypto. Oh, yeah. You don't take, Sorry, you I'm pointing. Know, you don't take your kids. <laughs> you just know by the rating or something, I guess, right? Yeah, but ratings are like, you just, you know by the reviews, and now we've come back. But, yeah, you, you should know, like, as a person, like, Apocalypto. Basically, you know by Mel Gibson's involvement, probably not to take this, your child yeah. to see it. And yeah. The Passion of the Christ, and this was like... I mean, the commercials yeah. were pretty brutal for Apocalypto. Yeah. yeah. I'm really so glad I thought of the name. It feels good to say. I know, right? That's so satisfying when you're searching for something. Yeah. You know, for so long, Apocalypto. Apocalypso. Oh, Apocalypso shit. is so different, <laughs> but that's about Calypso, the end of the world, and yeah. you need to write that record. <gasps> okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. Immediately. You know, you, Calypso music is fucking awesome. It's yeah. insane. It's great. It's so cool. It's mm-hmm. so good. Right, you could get it. like good Calypso records for so cheap everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like every like shit on uh, genre uh, outside of like mainstream everything. You'll find it's like, wow, how intricate is that music they're playing that no one's buying and listening to? Yeah. But then you go to a Calypso bar and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I love The Little Mermaid. This is great. <laughs> well, Best Calypso record of all time, Little Mermaid. <laughs> had, you, had you guys worked together in a, in a production standpoint before? How was that? Yeah. Yeah. Long you, time you ago. You did our... Mouth Breather, 7-inch. Yeah. And, um, uh, and your songs. Yeah. We, yeah. We've worked together on a bunch of stuff. Like yeah. We did... I did two 7-inches. I, I recorded Halloween, right? Yeah. And I recorded the bonus tracks on the re-release of a record. And then we would always do <sighs> demos together before you went in to record because I just put up mics and it was easy. He's This guy's good. And, He's uh, good. Yeah. It was fun. I was, so, I was so stoked to make a record with you. So stoked. It was so, so comfortable because we knew each other and we knew we know how to talk to each other. Sometimes yeah. I feel like you go into a situation and like you're with someone that like you don't really understand their like general vibe and you don't know like what you can say that's gonna like bum them out or like you know like he me and jeff (laughs) i'm trying to touch his hand um (laughs) we are friends (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah nice wedding ring by the way yeah i have an engagement ring but i don't know where it is it's in my jewelry box (laughs) it's not on (laughs) so on the train you know i could still get some misconnections i had to put my i had to put my mood (laughs) ring on I lost my wedding ring no, last thanks. year, so I bought a mood ring. Oh, no. Where'd you lose it? On a trip to one of my wife's cousin's house. And I, I remember specifically putting it on because I don't like wearing rings. So whenever we're off somewhere, I'm like, got to put the ring on. And I put it on, drove up to Rochester where they live, uh, got there late, set up my kids' little arrow beds. remember taking it off and putting it on a dresser. And then I just forgot about it for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's still there. Her cousin was like, we went through my son's room. And I'm like, you didn't. 
That ring is probably there. Yeah. So, uh, so then I got this uh, mood ring that I like wearing that annoys the living what, shit out of my What mood wife. are you in right now according to your ring? Um, uh, green. Nice. <laughs> Envious? Envy. Uh, uh, I think growing, maybe. Oh. Spring. I'm not sure. Nice. You're learning a lot, probably. Yeah. yeah, I and like, do you find as as musicians, do you find rings like get in the way of the playing? I just was like, I'm never gonna take it off because the second I take it off, I'm gonna lose it. Like, I'm not. I'm no. I yep. know me. Do you do you, just, do, do you check throughout the day to be like, is it on? I do that to my keys. Like, I'm always like, no, the ring. The I, ring stays on. Well, I've kind of started. I have tons of nervous habits, and now I have a new one, which is just always kind of turning like, it, always putting it like as far back on my finger as it could possibly go. Hmm. Constantly. Careful, you're gonna lose that finger. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. Don't lose that. <laughs> wear a ring. Um, yeah, I I, I uh, can't sleep in mine, so I take it off every night. But I oh, put really? It, I put it in my mouth guard case. How how long did you try? <laughs> What's that? How long? How long did you try to sleep with it? A uh, couple nights, and my finger swells up so much in my sleep <clears throat> that like it starts pulsating, and then I wake up. You okay. shouldn't do that, and you shouldn't wear it all the time. You're very good for that. We uh, one time, Trish was like, I looked at a ring, and I was like, the stone's loose. She went, yeah, it's been loose for a couple of weeks. So I'm like, stop wearing it. <laughs> did she get glue it in? How do you? What do you do? I had to take it back to the guy, to this uh, jeweler who put it together, and like have it reset, and do this whole stuff. Because I'm like, that's that's an issue. How yeah. dare you? So now she has, uh, I call them stunt rings. Like if she's covering a tour or something or working, she has like another ring that she'll she'll put on to take out to, I guess, yeah. mark her. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Lord, Let people is, know she's taken. This may be a controversial question. What's up? Mouth guard every night? Every night. Wow. Even if you're like tired and you're just like, ugh, I don't feel like getting up, putting it in. Got Grinder. It. Wow. I'm a big grinder, and I I feel like I talked about it on the last time I was on the, on the show. <laughs> I love talking about it, but last night I was I I stayed at Jeff's house. Uh, I and, want you guys on all the time. <laughs> and I um I brush I, I brush it, you know, I brush it, and then I put I brush my teeth, I brush the mouth guard, and then I put it in, and uh and I was like getting ready to go to bed, but we were having a real fun time yeah. catching up. And yeah. I was talking to you for like 45 minutes with my mouth guard well, in. <laughs> everything you were saying with your mouth guard in, like me and Christine, like we're just cracking up because you were just telling these stories. You were telling them like this. What was oh, the word? I think I have it. I, think oh, I, have, yeah? my, I have my mouth guard Please. in my purse. Yeah, let's just <laughs> finish do like five, five minutes at least of just I mouth guard I can tell talking. you. Okay, here it is. Awesome. Hello, this is Laura Stevenson. <laughs> but I think the word that I realized, I don't know how it came about, but the word uh, that I found to be the most difficult I discovered last night was the word sticking. Sticking? <laughs> sticking. Sticking. <laughs> because someone had a wound that needed mending? I don't know what we were talking about. No. Sticking. Why were we talking about <laughs> It's really hard. Um, anyway, this concludes the mouth guard section of the Going Off Track podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we stayed up. We Take basically stayed up late last night because Laura was talking with the mouth guard. <clears throat> That's incredible. It was Laura, really fun. I also wanted to thank you. Laura gave me an amazing freestyle rap for my birthday. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Florida last week. <laughs> the performance was subpar, but the writing was really good. The writing was good. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Do you remember it? Can you rebust that move? His name is Joan. Um, his name is Jonah. <laughs> He's got a boner. Oh. Um, a smokes rap. a lot of weed. Call him a stoner. 
Um, there was another rhyme. There's another rhyme that was like very. He likes to spend time alone, but he's not alone. Uh. <laughs> is that on the record? Is. That is on the record, right? Mm. Oh, on, on, on our your, new record? On your yeah. record, yeah. yeah. That's the bonus track. The bonus <laughs> track. <laughs> Thank you. How long have you guys known each other? When was Bomb? Since we were kids. When were you in in guys doing Bomb the Industry together? Bomb the music right from the start. Like yeah. we we yeah. knew each other when we were kids. Teens. When we were like Long Island ska kids, mm-hmm. um, teens. And you were really good friends with Joe, who played guitar in my first band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Bomb the Music Industry started, and like I was living at home, I just gotten out of school, and like. I was just making demos in my bedroom and we were hanging out a lot and we we're hanging out a lot with John and they were just like, hey, let's do this together. And that was what, like 2004, 2005? Well, there was a brief, um, there was the brief band, The We Need to Talk. <laughs> oh, that was kind of like uh, pre-proto-bomb music the, Yeah, that was our fake emo <laughs> band. Uh, there's a song that I recorded. It's, it's so good. Uh, and it's just gone. It's not in any hard drive. We've talked about this. It's I've not no, on MySpace anymore? No, I think MySpace took it. I like, yeah, I think MySpace took it down. I'll call them. I'm going to fax MySpace. I actually write for MySpace sometimes. I have some connects there. Yeah. If seriously, I, I could I could get in touch Please. with someone there. Oh, it's like man. seriously the best song. <laughs> There's like a whispering breakdown where he just says the word whispering. <laughs> well, he whispers it. It's really good. And there's like a lot of like, tell me something I already know. Tell me where you want to go. Tell me where you want to go. Yeah, Yeah, like, oh. (laughs) There's a lot of like, yeah, Long Island emo. Like, oh. It's so good. Oh my God, please. We wrote that together. Oh. (laughs) That was really good. I had one too that I wrote in. Girl? Oh, that was with Oh, Girl's a really good song. Um, yeah, I had a band called BFGF uh, with Matt Keegan from Bomb the Music Industry for a hot minute. It was really good. Um, I might have released like a seven inch and a little. Yeah. I gotta wait for like this record to like really blow up, and then and then BFGF <laughs> and then get comes. BFGF out there. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've known each other for a while. <laughs> We're friends. It's we cool. are friends. It's fun. I yeah, lose some, a lot I always of friends. think it's fun to see. I held on to yeah, him. It's good, right? <laughs> is, isn't it nice? I feel like I lose a lot of friends, yeah. too. <laughs> Managed to make this. This one's working. forever. <laughs> but sometimes friends, when you have to, when you do like a working capacity, you're like, oh, we're not friends that way. Like I have some friends who were uh, awesome. And then we worked together like a producer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's. We shouldn't have done this. Well, you know? I, I think we both mostly like feeling fault. comfortable while we're recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I like I don't think I, I know when I'm recording, I'm not the kind of like person who like wants some kind of aggressive producer, like trying to like get get the best out of me. Like, I just want to feel OK about myself so I could use my shitty voice to like sing these fucking songs and just like. All right, you know, yeah. and try you and feel a good about it. Voice. Shut up. Don't well, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Seriously, you've got one of those voices. Like, I don't know why you don't have a voiceover agent. Like, you, you could. I because nobody wants like a smoker stoner voice. Yes, being they like, do. Hey, man. <laughs> yes, they do. You don't do drink enough milk. Drink some more milk. <laughs> it's out there. Milk. 
That's Have you heard really T.J. Good. Miller? Like that's his whole <laughs> that's his whole vibe. He's corner in the market uh-huh. though. He's yeah. the Musinex right, guy. Yeah. Please get me a voiceover agent because <laughs> that sounds like the easiest shit in the world. Yeah. It, is, it is. is actually not, and it's I'll tell you how to do it after the podcast. That's why can't we talk about it now? It's ridiculously boring. Because you, know, do, you don't do. want too much competition. All the listeners are going to start. There's no look. All the listeners' this podcast are lazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're just lying on the couch. Um, we have a very strong international presence on our podcast. Fun fact, my sister has done some voiceover work. He doesn't work care. And, you know, uh, he does it for him. He didn't give a shit about reviews. <laughs> it's the best uh, reason. You guys can hear my sister's voiceover work in a movie called Despicable Me Too. Yeah. At the very end. And it's so far at the end that I haven't actually seen the part that she's in. <laughs> you didn't even like watch the you didn't, didn't even watch the clip. It's not I, as good as the first one. It really isn't. I watched Sorry. like the first half hour and then I was like, I'm not gonna watch this whole movie. And now Minions is the number two highest grossing animated film in the world. Oh, that's that's the same That's the third of all time? Oh. Yes. Oh the Minions is like a despicable me sequel three spin off kind. Yeah. Oh what's gosh. the number it one? Looks funny. Fr- Frosted? Frozen. Yeah, it is frosted. 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 It's just about yeah. tips. Yeah. <laughs> and flakes. And, and tigers. <laughs> it's just about, like, the guy from The Offspring. Did he have frosted tips? Because I want to say he oh, did. Oh, of course. Derek. Dexter. Dexter, Dexter Holland. Dexter, Dexter Noodles. Dexter. Noodles Wasserman. <laughs> Greg Kay on the bass. Uh, someone. Fuck. I can't believe I can't remember you know the why? drummer. Sticksman. Dexter did all the drums. No. Did he? Yes, he did. He wrote really? all the drum parts. And isn't... But that's not why I can't Adam Willard told me that. Because wow. he was hired to be in that band. I'm like... Wow, you're like the best drone. He's like, yeah, but Dexter records them all, so I just have to learn. I'm just a hired gun. And I'm like, wow, that's like the biggest waste of a drummer to have you in this band. <laughs> I had, just say, just do your shit. <laughs> I, I tweeted at Adam once. I said, uh, when you were in the offspring, did you have low self-esteem? And uh, Did he not write back? <laughs> he didn't write back. <laughs> I think he faved it. <laughs> he is a very good drummer. He's it's like a, yeah, crazy. He throws things one time, though. Because I we we toured with against me and every night I was just like how the fuck is he just throwing it in the air not looking just catching it you saw him? I was like get out of here but then one night we were playing outside and there was a gust of wind <laughs> just as he threw a stick and it just blew away and it was it was a crazy moment it did he I mean he probably recovered did he stop playing and run and catch it it was like seeing a horse fall Gosh. down <laughs> or not a horse what's an animal that can't fall down a horse cow. it was like seeing no, a cows cow get to, fall cows down cows can't stand up cows can't go downstairs. Can cows go to sleep on the Cows can go downstairs. She's got to lead them down. They say they can't, but they can. I was, I watched an episode of Bob's Last Burgers Man. and an episode of Last Man yeah. on Earth within the span of 12 hours where they were talking about how cows can't go downstairs. Two amazing like, wow. programs. Yeah, Last Man on Earth is fucking it's good. It's so solid. If you haven't good. seen it, watch it. I've Have you seen, seen it? the commercials a lot. It's saw the first couple. I need. I f- need to. It just keeps getting. It keeps getting better. It keeps get, I I loved my that super first skeptical wife really enjoys it, and you know she watches Castle. So she's, she's like, okay, I, I like this. I'm invested. You know, yeah. you know what show I recently watched that I really liked? I don't know if any of you guys have seen that show, The Boss, that Kelsey Grammer show. No, is that good? It's so good. Is that Kelsey Grammer and he's like the, someone else is on it too? Like it's an unliking, unlikely pairing? Like it's like... I didn't really fuck. recognize anyone else. He plays like the mayor of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Didn't he do a show with Martin Lawrence? Maybe this would be definitely not not show. that show. We've no. turned a rough corner, everybody. <laughs> no. What? I just took Martin a deep Lawrence, breath. Man. I was like, Shanene. I love Shanene. You know who I really love loved? Shanene. I loved the little boy that he played on that show, where he like was on his like he he ha- was on his knees with shoes, and he always had a runny nose. I loved Martin. How good was Martin? Yeah. It was a really good show. 
There weren't really a lot good. of options My and stuff end. to watch at that point either. Yeah. Isn't it funny how all sitcoms have now... Like, like, like the sitcoms we grew up with, they were like, you know, highbrow adult entertainment. That's now what kids watch on the Disney Channel. Like, like they have their own sitcoms and worlds and all that. And it's that same three-camera laugh, giggle yeah. stuff. And it's written the exact same way. Is it? Yeah, it's just it's just like, oh, like, that's the same kind of goofy joke and laugh. Well, like, the sweet life of, of the- Zach and Cody? Oh, yeah. Just kidding. What, what I Good thought show. was weird. I was just talking kids. about this the other day. Is like, when you're younger, like, there weren't for us like there weren't that many shows so like you'd watch shows that were so clearly not made for you like yeah. like like empty nest or like amen or, or, I, or, like, or like, like i two, watch two, seven. a different world a lot which is yeah. like yeah here's some people in <laughs> like, college yeah. like i'm a like i would watch that show dear john like i would just watch oh, these yeah. like depressing adult shows because like well there's three channels and like a football <laughs> game's on one so i guess yeah. i watch a show about like divorced like 60 year olds I, I watched so much i learned like most i would all the sex talk and golden girls went over my head <laughs> Until it didn't that one day. And you're like, oh, the, ah, ah. I thought jiggling meant jello. Okay, shit, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's Blanche. up at midnight. But yeah. now in the Dawson's Creek at all? Uh, a little later. When I was later. in college, there was, I would hang out with these girls and watch Dawson's Creek <laughs> with them just because I wanted to hang out with girls and I didn't know really any other ones. Okay, so we got a hard no. We got a four I sex. I for like a minute. But, you know, I don't know. Like, well, When did you jump off? I think like after Pacey's affair with the teacher. <laughs> so that was like season two, maybe. There was like there was a part of that show where literally somebody is like, Yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like if that show was on now, I wonder if it would be a very different show. There'd be know? more there'd be Awkward. more blood in it. <laughs> yeah, or just I mean like his relationship with the teacher. Is this getting heavy for I, well, Degrassi did that. Like newer Degrassi did that. Really, Degrassi's um, done everything. He's been on so long. Like every yeah. every child adolescent is just a variation on something Degrassi did. Have they jumped the shark with the paranormal? Uh, I, I feel like they uh, should go that way because teen <clears throat> horror is a big genre. They had a a season of Degrassi where Kevin Smith was making a movie about Degrassi and because like Jay and Silent Bob whoa. were just in the whole season. He's a okay, huge Degrassi fan, so he did. I remember he did that and he directed it. Yeah. Speaking of Jump the Shark, I turned on um, MeTV, some ch- channel that took the place of another channel I didn't watch. And it was <laughs> it was, it was was the Jump the Shark episode of Happy Days. Whoa. And I was like... And they just play that on And I was repeat. like, I have to keep watching this. <laughs> This is beautiful. Was that the last episode or was that like when the no, show started to go down? That, that's like right before it started to get like the eight or ninth season. Or... Mm. People talk about how that Simpsons episode where Principal Skinner is really Armin Tanzarian and then they switch him back. They say yeah. like that's I think that episode's fine. I don't think it's that bad. No, I think it turned There's way there. worse episodes. There are way worse episodes. There's too many. There needs to be a Simpsons and Law and Order channel. They're just there, uh, there is FXX basically they plays play like Simpsons. ten hours of all the Simpsons, the Simpsons all, the all the time. Yeah, have you guys been to Dan Ozzy's Simpsons trivia night? No, I'm never no. home for it. What night is it? Working musician a month on like a Thursday. Excuse me, <laughs> I almost went this this month because it was a costume contest. Ah, oh, that sounds. But fun. he only does like certain seasons. Like I don't think Dan even keeps up on it. There's like four or five seasons that he's like really. Is every first Monday? I think. Uh, I think it's on Thursday. I think it, it wasn't. I think it's the last Thursday. Or so. oh. I, I don't. I have no idea when it is. I've never gone, but I know he does it once a month. Hey, let's all go one time. Yeah, let's, let's all go, go one time. Steven? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's the three of us go. Steven is a maybe. Okay. <laughs> Steven's a hard maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going uh, to leave the kids with you. I'm going to go to uh, Trivia Night in Brooklyn. Bring for the what? kids. For the Simpsons? Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> didn't think that was... You sure? Yeah. You know, I didn't want, I didn't want to go anyway. I didn't want to go, and I'm choosing to not go. Thank you for... For helping me. So, Laura, <laughs> you have a tour coming up with a former going off track guest, Matt Pond. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. October 14th, we leave. I don't know when this is airing. I don't either. Maybe we're already on it. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe, maybe it's over. How was it? <laughs> Tour's over. It was great. You know what? I saw a lot of different cities. How did Matt Best die? show. <laughs> How did Matt die? <laughs> Uh, it was oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a really dark. crazy yeah. death, and I was like, um, just quietly, not, asleep. Not <laughs> just quietly asleep. Natural causes, yeah, natural causes. <laughs> Mid thirties. You, you should ask him about his driving stick. Oh, I know about his driving you stick because I've been to stick? his house, and okay. he has it next to his bed when he's home. Yeah, we talked about this a lot on the podcast. Uh, I've, driving I see stick. we have a question from Jeff in the back. Yeah, um, it's huh? for it's for killing or maiming, not he, killing. It's for de- defense. It's for when you're driving, if someone's fucking with him, he's like a stick where he'll like someone's fuck with him honking, or if somebody tries to jack him. I think I think just like for road rage, sort of. I wonder what. Wow. I wonder if he's, he's been other in a people's scenario. road. The podcast yeah. we did with Matt was actually pretty pretty violent. Like you wouldn't expect it because he's such a kind of s- sweet guy. But, I've never met but him. He's, from Matt Pond fucking PA, like Philly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, and why? Because he lives why. in Kingston, right yeah. next to where I live. And Kingston. Let me tell York. you a little secret. <laughs> he's like really into Kingston now. Okay. Because he just moved up there and he has all these books about like the history of the town. Because it was the first capital of New York State. Or capital? Yeah, capital. What well, happened? I'm I'm still my heart's beating really fast. Laura's actually levitating right now. <laughs> I was like, wait, capital? Is that what we have? The capital of New York is Albany. Hello. <laughs> it was Kingston at a point. Really? Anyway, yeah, and it's got like the oldest street corner in the United States is in Kingston. It has like the four buildings on on each corner intact. It's the oldest. Uh, remaining court corner. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying the first street corner was the made first in street corner ever. Kingston, New York. Who knew? I read it in uh, one of Matt's books. But I anyway. got an idea. We have all these straight roads going one way. <laughs> Turn left. Like, no what way. if we went the other way? <laughs> so uh, I found this jacket. Anyway, he's really into Kingston, and I'm gonna bring it out on tour so that he gets jealous. I don't even live in Kingston, but I found this jacket when I was there, and it cost a lot of money. It was in a thrift store, and it says, like, Kingston, New York on the back, and it's pretty cool. And it says Ron. It belonged to a guy named Ron. Is this story good? Yes. Help me. It's good. So day one of the tour, I'm going to wear this jacket and see how jealous he gets. And I'm hoping it's very jealous. And guess how much the jacket cost? It was not worth it. $97. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a really expensive practical joke that I don't even know is going to be like funny. I'm just hoping he gets like kind of mildly jealous and that it's funny for a second. How much do you resell it for? Probably not that much. I really got ripped off. (laughs) And I was like in a moment where I I was, I had read Yes Man 2. And I was like, let's get this. Wait, what? Yes Man 2? Yes Man 2. We were talking about Yes Man before the podcast started. The movie? The Jim Carrey? We were talking about the book. With Terrence Stamp and Zoe Deschanel. Three people who have destroyed my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somebody got me, somebody gave me the book on a tour in the UK once. This is after the movie came out. And I was like, Great, thanks for Yes Man, but I was taking a train everywhere, so I read it. Great, great book. Is great it really book. great? Yeah. It's a, it's a true thing. 
the guy actually like he was just like in a downward spiral. He got like just broke up with a girlfriend. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna say yes to everything. And that meant like a lot of like drugs and also a lot of magazine subscriptions that he said yes to. Ended up robbing Which a bank. is why we're saying yes man too. He just reads the magazines. Funny thing in the UK <laughs> it's actually that. called Yes Mate. Uh. <laughs> yes bloke. Yeah, yeah. mate. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I had to go see that movie because somebody from, I was doing a show and somebody from the movie was coming on. Was it Zoe Deschanel? I don't know how much you enjoyed interviewing her for Fuse. Yeah, that was fun. James Carey? No, no, no. What is Zoe short for? Um, Zotrope. Zotrope? Zotrope? No, I just made that up. <laughs> but I love how we all, like, who I, love I knew, I had a Zotrope. feeling it wasn't something and then the two of them were like, Wow. You can tell fun me, watching them commit. You see? can tell me and Laura anything. We'd be like, really? Wow. <laughs> Jeff was out there with me and he was like, oh, we're going to see how long this lasts. This is, this is delightful. Oh my God, you could, you could drink this. Zosef. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe. It's, you know, that kind of thing. But she spells it Zooey. So. Yeah. Yeah, she was, just, she was just not in a good mood that day. And, yeah. my, and I did ask a stupid question, so it was definitely my What did you ask her? Well, I, I, I committed... Uh, journalistic fraud i'm not even a journalist it was tell me about the movie what do you want to know is what she said and all i did was read what someone had written for me which i shouldn't have done mm. um or i should have just let it and then put it in my own words like this happens in the movie but it's weird asking anybody an actor about something that happens in a movie when they didn't write the damn right. thing and i've done enough panels at conventions and things where you have the cast of the people going your character and the writer sitting right there they're not saying hey what you said to them made them say was great the way you portrayed it was really cool did mm. you come up with that or did the person holding the camera tell you to do that yeah. because it's all you know you're all part of the same car very collaborative yeah much like you know writing a song like when when you all write songs, like do you do, when he produces, like do you, is there is there collaboration involved with the tunes? Do you accept his criticisms or suggestions? <gasps> <laughs> I don't know. Did you really didn't have any criticisms? You were just like, no. this is good. more mandolin. Yeah, there were parts where it was like, hey, maybe do a drum thing here, or maybe yeah. like do this thing or like whatever. But yeah, you Laura just writes it. It was more adding than taking away. Would you say, except for happier, et cetera, You were like, do this for half the time. And then on another verse, you were like, do that again. Yeah. And I was like, good, good thinking, Lincoln. Are, you're, you've got good, you've got, you're a great songwriter. So are you, you're my favorite one. What? Let's hold hands again. <laughs> this is fun. This is great. We're going to just hold hands and then shake Jeff them up and so down. Uncomfortable. <laughs> this is good. For those of you listening, nothing has happened. <laughs> um, no, well, the, I feel like songwriting, at least for me, and it's, I don't know. I, I I think I know for you too. It's not very collaborative. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is just like you. I think that's the difference between like that's the only difference between making a movie and writing a song uh, is that like movies and like videos shit like that is so collaborative. There's so many people who have mm-hmm. to like be working together and have like all their shit together. But if you're writing a song, like you can just kind of do it and be like, hey, this is how it goes, and everybody adds their little thing. But it's not yeah. like. Their little thing. That's not what I mean. But like everybody adds their flair to it. But it's not like how an actor like could completely how a director and an actor and a DP and all those people could just completely take something somewhere else, you know? Yeah, I guess ultimately, I don't know. I feel very um, like every song. I hate when people are like, this is like my like 
baby. But like every song I do feel like very like, okay, this is this. And like, I'm not changing a thing about it because I can't because like, you know, and I feel very like protective. Uh, but and I've never really like trusted anybody to be like, you know, what? maybe you could change a thing. And, and yet those negative reviews just weigh <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I take, like, criticism from 13-year-olds, like, really seriously. But, like, What do you they know? know? They peers. learned how to tie their shoes five years ago. <laughs> Fuck them. But, like, I don't know. So when, but, like, it was, it, it is a challenge to, like, kind of, like, be open to, like, someone else being, like, maybe you could, like, change a thing. And usually if somebody says something, then I'm like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to, like, keep it the way it is. Like, go fuck yeah. yourself. But, like, when Jeff was like, yeah, actually, it would be much stronger if you just, like, halved this part and, like, you know, just let the chorus, like, pop back in instead of doing like, this long build. Like, Jellyfish, we had this long build. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, there was a whole thing. It was very Blink-182, yeah. which I loved. But yeah. then I was like, you know what? <laughs> Time and a place. I mean, I when with your record, <laughs> I, don't I just, just want to... I Blink. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just wanted to, to sound like what you wanted. Like, I was just like, I just wanted to sound like what I was, what I felt like you were trying to like go for it. If you and couldn't you like did. find words, like try it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that, that was kind of what I was trying to do as producer or whatever is just like help it get to where it was in your head. Hopefully. And you did. I don't know. I'm so happy with it really. And like, and it was the most fun I've ever had making a record because mm. I hate recording. <laughs> it like it's tedious, right? Well, well it's, it's just weird. Yeah. You're you, under a you microscope. You do it like five times. Like yeah. what? That's your fourth record. This is our fourth. Yeah. So it's the fourth fourth time, and then like seven inches, and like when it comes to playing shows, you play hundreds of shows. So like, that's a thing that you get familiar with. But recording like can be such a weird thing because you don't do it a lot. You know what I mean? And it's like the permanent record of everything. Yeah. Whereas like you do this thing hundreds of times, and it's fleeting. It's just like a memory afterwards. This is like it's fucking there forever. Um, so it's, it's a weird, there can be a weird pressure to it, but I also think that like, if you just try and acknowledge it, it'd be like, okay, whatever. It's weird, but like, sound- just play live. Like you guys played all that shit live and it just makes you sound like a band. I it's think, fun you know? to play the songs, not in a studio. I like that. Better. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do something while recording a song where like, I don't know, you fucked up? But you kept it, and then you, when you have to relearn it to play live, you have to like learn the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yes I, I, I sincerely wonder that with bands because it's like you got to go back and learn the song and then play it live, and it's different than recording. I'm I'm fascinated by by musicians because uh, like I, I I was a terrible drummer and. Oh, come on. And, and, now, come on. No, no, trust me. Should we get the bongos in here? We'll no, see there's, how there's, terrible you are. Do you have are. a cajon? There, there, there's plenty of people you can find to, to say, oh, no, he sucks. No, he's legit with that. Um, I've actually never heard Stephen play drums. Okay. Yeah, that's because uh, there's something called keeping a consistent beat that I lack. But, you can't um, hear the drums. That's how bad he is. But like, to have a, like, like you guys have <laughs> ears. You don't even hit them. You have ears right that <laughs> sit and go, oh, I want this to sound this way. Like I would hit drums, go yeah, it's whatever, it's cool. Like, <laughs> like I basically Aaron Crimshrined everything. Like or I would just <laughs> like sure, sounds awesome, make that sound cool. But you know whatever. But like when you know guitar, like Jonah and Brad will talk about guitars here, and like you know just getting that right tone, yeah, that right sound. Actually, Brad said no. We asked Brad his pedal one time, and he went, uh, it was a chord to an amp. That's what I used. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good answer. Yeah, I think you know certain people just hear sounds in their head. I think me and you both, I know I do. I'm pretty sure you do too. 
Uh, we've talked about it. Don't come on. I made a record with you. I know you do. Um, and it's and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because that could be like useful information in there instead of man. How would it sound like? I'm just always thinking about puns, so I feel like that's way more useful. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like conversationally, yeah, you can pull that out. Like guitar tones, you have to like. It's it's a little more niche. You can never <laughs> talk about tones without sounding like. A, like a loser or pretentious dickhead or a nerd or an asshole or like like there's no cool way to talk about I don't it. use any pedals except for a tuner. You use a pedal on the record where you'd be like, how do... Oh yeah, I'm claustrophobe and I was like, when do I push it? With my foot. I just get scared that like the cable's gonna fly out. <laughs> he pushes both the cables and go... <laughs> Out the sides. It's a powerful pedal. Yeah. But yeah, I get very stressed out about pedals and like, I don't know, I... I've had so I've had this amp that I got because Jeff had it. So really, my my tone is just <laughs> imitating yours. It's very easy to use that amp. Well, that amp rules. It's very heavy though. I don't know if I can it's continue with it. What is it? Get the two twelve. It's a Deville. Yeah, the four ten, right? It's two twelve. Okay. I have an orange two twelve combo, and it's so heavy. All the you always think you're like Why? I'm gonna get a combo instead of a half stack. It'll be so much lighter. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah. Can't you get something lighter that digitally heavy. makes yeah. the same sound? And also, we're yeah. I'm weak. Oh. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm no, serious. no. I, no. I was in a band with the guy who had an original like orange, which weighed. He was like, "Help me lift this," and I go, "Fuck off." Yeah, that shit sounds better. Yeah, it sounds better. It's better stuff put in there. That's why it's heavy. It's true, guys. Um, Laura Stevenson's new record is called "Yesterday Socks." Yesterday's socks coming out into theaters near you. Coming out right into them. <laughs> Dolby Didge. Dolby Didge. <laughs> wow, wasn't that fun? I had fun. That was good. That was good. They're really smart people. They're pretty smart. It was funny. And the best part about it is listening to Laura slowly tweak on the stump down coffee. Laura, you can hear her get just more and more caffeinated and crazy <laughs> as it goes on she by Let's the stump- end of it it's just one big dilated pupil yeah yeah well that stump town shit is oh yeah, yeah. You know, it'll yeah. fucking freak you out it's really it's strong. all i've had today i had a banana and then i've had like 17 cups of coffee yeah yes i'm gonna have another one because i want to see what? how far i can go with uh, this. T- tony who works here has was showing me here um has soylent which Green? is no it's oh. a meal replacement have you guys heard about this no. i read there's a big article about it in the new york i read last year this i think this college guys invented it where it's like a powder and you put it in this big thermos and it has 500 calories per serving and all these vitamins and you basically drink it. It's like a meal replacement. But, sure. It's like muscle milk or yeah, something. Yeah, but right? like the guy, you can dr- have it for every meal for like a week or a month or like you can just use it as a sub. But people, it basically has all the nutri- nutrients of a meal, but you just drink it and it's like 50 bucks for like, I think it's for seven packets and each packet is like four meals. So it works they're not out sponsoring to like, us. They're not sponsoring us, but it's so, but I'm saying like, <laughs> It's like you spend like a dollar or two per meal and you get like all the nutrients and calories you would from food. So it's basically like Soylent Green where it's food for poor people. Yeah, but I think it's food for like not it's I don't I don't think it's cheaper than like getting like a fucking hamburger and fries at McDonald's or something. Yeah, but that's not food. Ugh. We're definitely but, sponsored by McDonald's. Though. Yeah, we Today are. We, we shouldn't are. shit talk McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, um, it's all breakfast is all day. But it is Yeah, it, I saw that. So super exciting. <laughs> Butter. You know what's Butter weird about th- you know what's weird about that I I, I only re- go there on tour but I feel like I'm gonna go up there and be like at like three in the afternoon and be like I want breakfast and I'm gonna be like no I'm gonna be like but I thought this was a thing they're like yeah not for you if you go to maybe the one in Ridgewood 
<laughs> also, who are um, super friendly. <laughs> I, I've never been to that one. There's well, the one that's like on like uh, out there in Ridgewood is um, yeah. They're 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 cool. you ever they're nice. For, ever asked yeah. for their secret menu, the McDonald's secret menu? No. What's on the secret menu? You, at you can get like a burger, like with with everything, like all the meat. You can get one of those, like a burger with everything. You can get a McFlurry with a uh, um, apple pie mixed in. What? Yeah. Fuck you. I talked to. There's some, not a person at McDonald's t- who would do that I, I for t- you. Yeah, there is. Fuck you. I talked they, to someone recently. Do it. <laughs> they would do it, and they would like it. No. And way. they would give that shit wings. Dude, I talked you to could some, only do that shit in Paris, probably. <laughs> You know, they do Taco Bell breakfast now, too. Yeah, which is fucking probably disgusting. As I, and I was fuck. talking to my friend, when I was in Gainesville, I was talking to my friend Luke, um, and they have Taco Bell Bucks, his band, Frameworks, we toured with, and he was Taco like, Bell Bucks, what do they give those to touring bands? Yeah. Oh, Chris Farron. I've seen Chris Farron have Yeah, Chris yeah. has done it. But so I was like, did you get breakfast? He was like, yeah. I was like, how was it? He was like, the eggs were good. He was like, but I got, um, what is it called? He's like, I got like a Mountain Dew AM. And I was like, what? please tell me it's half Mountain Dew, half coffee. Yeah. And he was like. Half Mountain Dew, half orange juice. That's <laughs> half Mountain Dew, half Wilco. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna rot out summer your teeth. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh. But uh, yeah, so a lot, guys. A lot happening. Can I get to sell it to you twice. Is that too obscure of a joke? No. Yeah. They, no, that's a great one. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. None I such thing that. as an obscure one. Um. Didn't they do that with their record? They sold it twice. Sold yeah. it twice. And they came out on none. Sure my joke is came out on Nunsuch eventually. That was my Nunsuch. There you go. Anyways, there you go. Uh, all which is together. a movie in France, Nunsuch. Is it? Yeah. No. I was gonna say, <laughs> fuck you. I don't know no movie. Named if you Nunsuch. don't know about it, then it doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a lot going on in the fast food breakfast world. Um, to keep track about that and everything else happening in the world, tune into Going Off Track. Donate a dollar. <laughs> yeah, give us a buck. If you like the show... Uh, the same price as a Mountain Dew AM, probably. Seriously. If you want a dollar menu deal, you could take that and live longer and give that dollar to us. And yeah. our sponsor, McDonald's, um, they match every dollar. It's like a 401k. So if They do a lot now, of good stuff for the community. Um, yeah. It's a good Scottish fast food place, yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's... it's the father had a farm. Uh, Lots of, uh, what's that gut, lamb guts that they eat or whatever? Uh, haggis. Haggis, yeah. Haggis, nice. yes. Um, that's on the secret menu. And tri- No, it's tripe. I'm thinking tripe. 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 No, haggis is like Scottish balls or something or Scottish lamb know. balls or something. Anytime you see you see the phrase Paul? uric acid in food, don't eat it. Paul Haggis, the director of... Um, well, he's, he's a hero. Yeah, he's a, oh, he's a Scientology, Scientology hero. Yeah. Well, it only took him 30 years to go, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it only took it only took him thirty years to to of uh yeah whatever thirty years and thirty fucking million dollars yeah and uh, watch his career fucking blow up in smoke after and he made that third window movie fucking kill yourself yeah dude. awful <laughs> um awful I'm that I'm that high note uh, uh, and then you can leave us a nice review on iTunes please iTunes. Uh, buy some of Chris's shit no don't do it um I'm telling you to okay, shit's awesome. I'm Good. fucking telling you not hey to. send us a message facebook.com send us a message tweet at us mm-hmm. thanks to everybody who's been donating it's been a bunch of you uh, I'd like to thank all our friends outside of the continental United States who've been checking the show out yes. and very cool listening to everything and buy uh, check out Laura's new record Cockshire it's awesome she's the greatest and Laura's Jeff's great. and Jeff's new record mm-hmm. from we cool we cool yeah which is very good and check out yeah they're they're both awesome they're both always on tour and they're both sweethearts so play guitars and they play guitars yep (laughs) we love you thanks for having that (laughs) all right see you next week
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.